Welcome to episode number 208 of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. In this episode, you're going to be listening to a conversation between myself and Tori Thomas, who is a strategic analyst intern at Organica Water. Now, I came across an interesting article that Tori wrote on LinkedIn entitled, I Disagree With My Boss. And in this article, Tori disagreed with a statement that her boss made, her boss who had hired her as an intern. And so when I saw that article, number one, I read it. I was interested in it. It was inspiring to me that an intern would write an article like that. And so I invited Tori to come on because I wanted to talk to her about the article, of course, specifically, but also beyond the article, just using social media in your engineering career for personal branding and just a little bit about her whole journey and how she's so passionate about what she's doing at such a young age. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I am a licensed professional engineer who practiced as an engineer, but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book entitled Engineer Your Own Success and have traveled the world helping engineers. And through this podcast, myself and my co-host, Chris Knudsen, try to bring you information that can help you succeed in every episode. People had their doubts about this podcast taking off, but since inception, we've had close to 2 million downloads and have been cited by Forbes as one of the top 15 most inspiring podcasts for professionals. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about our guest for today, Tori Thomas. Tori is a master's student at K-State studying bioenvironmental engineering and Spanish. She is spending her summer in 2019 as the strategic analyst intern for Organica Water, working on the launch of their new brand, Transcend. Transcend Design Generator is a customizable software platform that automates the preliminary design of wastewater treatment plants in under eight hours, which is really cool. And it's really cool to have an engineering intern on the show. We like to get these different perspectives. We've had CEOs, but we want to look at both ends of the spectrum. So before we jump in with Tori here, I just want to make two quick announcements. Firstly, the next session of our Engineering Management Accelerator online workshop We'll be launching September. I believe September 9th is the kickoff date. There's still time for you to enroll. If you want to enroll as an individual, just go to engineer2manager.com. That's engineer2manager.com and you can sign up immediately. If you're with a company, you can also enroll with a group of individuals within your company and you'll get a team challenge in addition to the live webinars that we'll focus on helping you become a better communicator with your clients and your team members. We'll teach you how to build relationships, do networking, which can help you in business development or really just interacting with people. We'll talk about how you can build expertise and develop your public speaking skills, which is critical for all engineering professionals. We have our most popular session as part of the workshop is the productivity and billability session. We'll give you several strategies that will completely help you to 10 times or more your productivity. And lastly, we have our session on leadership where we focus a lot on high leverage leadership and delegation. You can go through all of these live sessions as part of the workshop in as little as 10 hours over five weeks. And you can check it out at engineer2manager.com. That's engineer2manager.com. Now, the other announcement I want to make, which is important, is just imagine this. Imagine that I can tell you that we went back in time and we looked at a bunch of very successful engineering managers and leaders and we analyzed the data on why they were so successful. And we came up with four key drivers that were exhibited in great engineering managers. And then what if I told you, you could take a diagnostic or you can go through a diagnostic process and take this assessment to help you see how you stack up in those four areas so that you know where you can focus to become 
a great engineering manager and leader. We have developed that tool. It's called the current management abilities potential because that's exactly what it's going to tell you. The current management abilities potential or CMAP diagnostic tool. And we're in the final stages of finalizing this tool. And to help us finalize it, we're looking for engineering managers. What does that mean? That means it's anyone in the engineering field, even an architect, surveyor that's worked with engineers. And you have to be managing one project or one person to go through this case study. And it's a 360 case study. So all you have to do is email Betty in our office, Betty at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Tell her you're interested in the CMAP case study. And she will give you all the information and essentially we'll need you just to fill out a five to 10 minute survey. We're going to ask your reports to fill out one. Anyone that reports to you, it could be one person, it could be five people, and then your supervisor that you report to. This will give us an awesome 360 view and we'll be able to distill the information and give it to you. And we'll also be able to tweak this tool, which will soon be available to engineering individuals and companies. So again, if you're interested in really getting a look at this groundbreaking tool and research, email betty at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Now I'm going to give you a quote to bring us into the conversation with Tori Thomas. And this quote is from Margaret Cho. When you feel powerful, you are willing to stand up for your rights. You're willing to stand up for what you believe in. You're more willing to stand up and be counted. And I give you that quote because what Tori's going to talk a lot about is being passionate about what you do, being a producer, putting yourself out there. And I really think you're going to enjoy it. Let's do it. All right, now I'm excited to welcome Tori Thomas onto the podcast. Tori is currently a master's student at K-State studying bioenvironmental engineering and Spanish, and she's currently doing a summer internship as the strategic analysis intern for Organica Water. Tori, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Thank you, Anthony. I'm excited to be here. Tori, we're excited to speak with you about a couple of different topics that we have, especially social media as well for young engineers and interns and how you can use that effectively. However, before we jump into those topics, talk a little bit about kind of your role right now in terms of what you do. You're going to school, you're doing this internship. Tell us where you're at in your career right now. So I'll be entering my fifth year at K-State, part of a five-year BSMS program that my engineering department offers. This will be my third internship thus far. I also had some experience with undergraduate research. But I was really lucky to have the opportunity to intern um, with Adam in Organica Water this summer. Organica has some pretty innovative wastewater treatment. And they're in the process of kind of rolling out a new brand for engineering automation software. So I'm helping with the market research for that. So less of a super engineering role, a little bit more businessy. But I'm getting to use my engineering skills and learn a lot more about business, which is something I'm interested in. So it's been a really neat summer so far. That's great. And for those listeners not familiar with Organico, what does the company do? Just kind of big picture. So they're essentially a technology company for wastewater treatment. So they've come up with a new innovative way of treating wastewater where it can be located in the city because it's aesthetically pleasing and it doesn't smell. So you don't have to waste all the energy pumping the water through sewers all the way out to this faraway wastewater treatment plant. So it's pretty neat. If you look them up online, there's a tons of examples of what their plants look like and how the technology works, but it's pretty neat. And then in the process of that, they've come up with this automation software to automate the preliminary design process. And then they realize, hey, we could actually probably sell this software because it's really 
innovative and neat and other firms could use it as well. So then that's what I'm working on this summer. I found you and invited you on the podcast because I happened to see an article that you wrote on LinkedIn that was entitled, I disagree with my boss. And it's used a funny image kind of for the photo of like a caption, cartoon caption with you kind of punching your boss or fighting with your boss. What was your goal in writing that article? My boss, Adam Tank, he's a really awesome guy. And he shared a lot with me about the importance of building a strong personal brand. He said that for every minute you're consuming, you should try to be producing because our society as a whole really values producers. So my goal was kind of twofold. One, helping draw attention to the awesome work Organica does with this eye-catching title and really kind of clickbaity header photo. And then also like producing informative content that helps people live more environmentally friendly lives because that's something that really cares, that I care a lot about. So bringing attention to Organica, helping people live more environmentally friendly, and then also starting to build kind of my personal brand as a producer, not just a consumer. It's great advice by Adam, and it's great to see you doing it at such a young age, which I think is a good thing. And we'll dive into that a little bit. And I certainly think that you achieved those goals because I noticed that you got some really interesting comments on the post, and it seems like it certainly got out there. In regards to the, specifically some points in the article, I noticed that you referenced a podcast interview that your boss did in the article. Is that something that he kind of shared with everyone? Did you find it? Did you listen to it? How did you talk about how that kind of inspired the article? Adam recorded this podcast back in May, so I was already hired as an intern. And so, of course, I did a lot of research into Organic as a company and Adam as my boss before I went through all of my interviews. That's an extremely important thing to do before any job interview. But then Adam actually sent that to me in May. And so, of course, I listened to it. And then when our social media coordinator asked me if I'd be able to write a few blogs this summer, I was trying to brainstorm what could be funny and make people really want to read it. And I thought, you know, this could be pretty catchy if I talked about how I disagreed with my boss, because that was a point in his podcast that I really stuck out to me because he believes that people will start drinking more bottled water instead of less. And that's something that I hope, definitely hope, does not happen. In terms of the usage of these one-use plastic bottles, that's something that's evident in your writing that you're super passionate about you know, minimizing the usage of one-use plastic bottles. In fact, you've written another article just recently, which was a great article as well. And again, we'll link to Tori's articles in the show notes for this episode. You seem super passionate about this topic of recycling or not using these one-use plastic bottles, minimizing the use of them. And you really seem passionate about your job as a whole. I mean, you're an intern, you seem really passionate, you're writing the articles, obviously you love your company, you really enjoy working with your boss. I know for a lot of engineers, it's hard for them to find their passion in engineering. It takes a while because there's so many different disciplines of engineering. And I'm wondering how you found your passion at such a young age before you've even really officially entered the workforce. So engineering wasn't something I at all knew I wanted to do. It wasn't until like the very, very end of my senior year of high school that I even decided that that was for sure the field I was going to be entering. But as for the passion for the environment that led me there, that's something I can credit. I mean, I remember in third grade reading Scholastic, those little Scholastic newspapers about the rainforest um, and the ice caps melting and killing the polar bears. And it just really struck a chord with elementary school Tory. And since then, I've only wanted to learn more and see how I could help solve this problem. So when I was faced in high school with, okay, I know I really care about the environment and climate change, and I really want to make a difference there. What can I do? 
engineering seemed like the perfect discipline where you actually have the skill set and the technical knowledge where you can actually kind of go out and solve these problems. You know, not just talk about them, but really try to find innovative solutions and solve problems. So to me, it made sense to follow that career. And of course, it's been challenging and sometimes a little bit less fun than other classes. But when you have that knowledge in your mind that you're actually helping solve problems, the hard work comes a lot easier. I mean, I totally agree. I think when you have a purpose and a big problem that you're trying to solve, or especially a worldwide problem, which you are certainly working on, it can certainly make what you're doing much more enjoyable and it can really ramp up kind of your passion and inspiration. So I think that's great. And the other thing that I really like about your answer there is I think one of the challenges in our world today, I mean, college education is expensive. Oh, yeah. And right now it's bigger financial challenges, especially here in the United States. So many students with a lot of student debt and they're starting their careers and their lives after college in debt already. What I try to tell people is like, listen, if you're investing that much money in something that you're passionate about, you're going to make a career out of, that's great. But unfortunately, a lot of people at that age, they don't know. They really don't know. They're kind of guessing what their major should be. They're just picking something kind of. And so I love it when I hear someone like you talk about, you know, how there was really a lot of inspiration and thought that went into picking your major because you knew that it was something that you really wanted to work on long term in your life. And obviously that seems so far like it's going in the right direction. Yes, definitely. And it's also been a really fun. So I have my secondary major in Spanish. So it was fun for me to have this kind of purpose-driven major, but also one that's just fun and really interesting to learn about. So that kind of helped me balance when I had a really tough engineering physics and fluid dynamics class. I could go also learn about culture and Spanish and study abroad. So that helped me kind of balance both of them in college as well. Although there's nothing wrong at all with going to trade school or taking a gap year or going out and working to figure out what you want to do, I think. No, for sure. I mean, takes different things for different people, depending on where you're at. But that is great that you studied abroad. I, I did as well. And I thought it was really positive experience. Where did you get to travel to? Yeah. So I actually was able to study abroad twice, which I'm very fortunate for. So I spent a summer in Havana, Cuba, and then I spent a semester in Prague in the Czech Republic. And listen, as much as, like you said, it's fun and something different doing the Spanish, uh, coupled kind of with the engineering. So you have both of those. I also think in, in what you do, there's a lot of, obviously, this is a worldwide crisis and situation and Spanish is one of the most spoken languages across the world. So I think that also can be very beneficial in your career, which is great as well. Let's talk about social media a little bit, because obviously that's how I found you. You wrote the article and you talked a little bit about how Adam talks to you about building a personal brand. How important do you think social media is for younger professionals that are trying to make a name in their industry? I mean, I think it can only broaden your reach. So obviously, I think the best relationships are ones formed in person, but that's just not possible with how global our job market is today. You know, you can go to conferences and meet people, but you can also meet people via social media and form those relationships that way. So if you're trying to meet potential clients or potential people to hire you, I think social media is a great way to do that because, you know, just applying online and not having the company you're hiring know your name at all isn't the best way to get hired, in my opinion. I think being able to get your name out there and having people recognize your name is a really great way to get hired. All three of my internships came from connections I've made, and I think that's how a lot of the job force is. One thing that I just want to highlight for our listeners when, when we're talking about social media being important, and you know, you just heard Tori give some of the benefits, 
that doesn't mean that you just create a LinkedIn profile and now you're using social media effectively to build a personal brand. You have to put some effort to it like anything else. And so Tori is writing some articles this summer to kind of focus on some of the goals she has that she mentioned earlier on here today. But that's what you have to do. You have to be a producer like Tori mentioned earlier and, and like Adam had asked her, her boss had asked her to do. And so start a profile. You can build your profile up, but then you need to put some kind of valuable content out there. And you have content that's valuable and interesting to people if you take the time to think through your experiences. Sometimes I think younger engineers or even students think that they don't have any value to offer just because they don't have a lot of experience yet. But I think you need to remember that everyone has their own perspective. Tori's perspective, for example, may be enlightening to someone who's been working for a while because she's younger and has a different perspective of the world from where she is. So I would just encourage all of you out there, regardless of your experience level, really, this could even be for managers and leaders in the engineering industry, get out there on social media and put some thoughts out there, produce some content that shows your value and allows you to deliver value back to your industry. Because I think that's how you can build a brand and that's how you can help yourself and your company just by really helping people through the value that you can provide to them. And, and on that topic, Tori, how has this article or your articles in general affected you so far in this internship? Yeah, well, for one, I got to come on this podcast. So that's a really cool output of that. But also just getting some new connections on LinkedIn and being able to engage in the comments and, and see what people have thought. Hopefully also teaching people a few things about environmental lessons. But it was also a really great reminder that I do enjoy writing and I kind of forgot about that because a lot of what I do in school is a lot more technical writing. So getting to have a little bit more creativity in my writing, I kind of forgot how much I enjoy that. So that was a fun little reminder too. Yeah, that's a great point because I speak to a lot of engineers and engineering students that tell me that they became an engineer because they don't really like writing or speaking. And often what I say to them is then you're in the wrong profession because we have to do reports. We have to often present projects in front of people. What you said is very helpful and important is that when you do stuff like produce content, even on LinkedIn, on social media, you're actually increasing your skills or improving your skills that you need to be a successful engineer because you have to be able to put your thoughts into writing and sometimes very complex thoughts into writing for people to understand and go through and read through. So this can only help you do that. And Tori's recent article that she just published a few days ago, Environmental Lessons from My Great Depression Era Grandparents, is also a very inspirational read just talking about something she's learned from her grandparents and how they translate to today. And so Tori, have you found that the writing is getting easier or as you the more that you do of it in terms of when I say writing in terms of like social media and how to get it out there? I mean, with anything in life, the more you practice, the more you learn and the better you get. I think the toughest part is probably just getting um, the idea of what to write about. I had the idea for my second article. I kind of held it in my brain for a few weeks trying to figure out what exact angle I was going to take. It started off, I was thinking about doing it about fast fashion. Then I, I was wondering, you know, how can I make this more interesting and more relatable? And so eventually I came to the conclusion like, oh, wait, my grandparents, you know, everyone has grandparents they can relate to. Um, and that was how I could kind of make this story personal and an easier and more enjoyable read. Tori, you've been an intern now. It sounds like it's going very well. You're obviously excited and passionate about what you're working on. Let's just talk a little bit about internships and kind of getting the most out of them. I mean, a lot of engineering students 
they'll do one internship and then maybe they don't get to do work with that company again, or maybe it, it does become a long-term permanent position. But just regardless of that, just in your experience so far, what are some of the things that you feel have helped you to really maximize the opportunity? So one of my biggest pieces of advice is, and I learned this the hard way by not doing it in some of my previous internships, but don't be afraid to reach out to people, not even necessarily who you directly work with, but just to be able to learn from them. I found that as a general rule, people are really interested in helping younger engineers learn. So if you ask if you guys can just meet for 30 minutes, you can pick their brain about their experiences and lessons they've learned. Not only do you get a lot of valuable information, but you also form a valuable connection. So don't be afraid to, one, ask people like, you know, how you can help them and if they have any work that you can do, but also just if you can meet up with them and pick their brain. And that's a really valuable form of networking. But also Adam has been setting up a bunch of great networking meetings with me this summer to speak with really amazing water professionals in the field. And I've asked them kind of this exact same question. And the one thing that a lot of them has said is the best way to rise in a company is to solve the problems that your boss doesn't even know they have. So that's a really tall order, but trying to see if there's anything that you can research or kind of do some of the more grunt work so that then they don't have to, and you can kind of provide that solution that they didn't even ask for, then that's a really, really great way to be successful. I love that advice. And and sometimes you might think that you solve problems, you're going to be successful, but you need to look for the big problems, which is kind of what that advice shares. And I think in water industry overall, there's a lot of big problems that can be solved. So there's a lot of opportunity there. Once again, we're speaking with Tori Thomas. Tori is an intern at Organica Water. She's told us a bit about her internship this year, but really how she's gotten involved with writing and social media. And I ask you to stick around now. Tori's going to come back in a minute. We're going to wrap this up with a Take Action Today segment for you. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment where we're going to wrap this episode up for you. And Tori's going to give us a couple of interesting pieces of advice and perspective from her young engineering career. But before we do that, I do want to just remind you of the two things I mentioned earlier. Our next session of the Engineering Management Accelerator online workshop, which is five-week workshop online, which will take you about five to 10 hours to, to accomplish or to complete, will help you to build better people management skills. I just had a phone call with an engineer recently who works for a company and says, we don't learn anything here about how to manage people. Well, if you go to engineer2manager.com, that's engineer2manager.com, you can enroll today for our next session starting September 9th, and you will learn these skills. Believe me, because we're going to give you some assignments and some frameworks so you can apply them on the job. I also want to just remind you that we are building a diagnostic tool to help you diagnose yourself against great engineering managers of the past. What did they do that made them great? And how do you stack up in those different categories or the four key drivers that we've determined? The tool is easy to take. It's a 360 style for the case study that we're running this summer, meaning you can go through our case study. Your reports will assess you. Your supervisor will assess you. You'll assess yourself and we'll be able to give you some feedback. This way, you'll really know where you need to focus. I mean, let's be honest, you're busy. You don't have time to build all of the different skills. You want to focus on the skills that you really need to develop that are going to drive greatness. So we can help you do that. Just email Betty at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Again, that's Betty at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. 
www.betty.org and Betty will get you set up and help you to go through this free case study. All right, so we're back with Tori Thomas, who is an intern this summer at Organica Water. She wrote a really interesting, uh, funny article, an inspirational article, I guess for me. That's why I contacted her, entitled I Disagree With My Boss on LinkedIn that we focused on a little bit here. But Tori, we've talked a lot about a lot of different topics on this interview. And we just lastly spoke a little bit about maximizing internship opportunities. And you mentioned the whole idea of you know solving your boss's problems they don't even know they had. One question that I'd like to kind of ask you as we kind of wrap this one up is, do you have thoughts at this point in your career of some of the bigger problems that you'd like to tackle? You mentioned earlier on that when you're really working towards solving a big problem, it can really inspire you in your career. And I ask you this question because I know a lot of engineers that aren't very engaged in their careers. And I feel personally that this is the reason. That makes a lot of sense. So there are so, so many problems to tackle in the engineering industry and specifically in the water industry. I definitely cannot claim that I at all know it all. So right now, my biggest next goal is to get out there and start working in the water industry and gain a lot more knowledge um, and probably go get my professional engineering certification. And so then I can start gaining all this background knowledge and working for my employer so I can start solving kind of the internal problems with the company, but also starting to try to tackle these water industry problems wherever I get the opportunity. We try to wrap up these episodes with either advice or some kind of a thought that maybe our listeners can take and think on or implement. Based on your career to date, and I know you haven't been out there too much in the industry yet, but you have done some great things in the short time that you have. And I know you've come in contact with many different people already for your internship and some of these discussions you referenced. What is either a piece of advice or something that you've discovered so far at this point that you think is going to be helpful for you or might be helpful for others as they try to grow their careers? The best piece of advice that's been given to me by a few different people, and it's the advice I always pass on to new engineering students, and that is that failure is A-OK, and it's the best way to learn. And then this is something one of my favorite case staters has passed on to me, Jim Homeberry, because sometimes I'm like, you know, I just, I feel inept at what I'm doing. And he says, if you don't feel really challenged and at least every once in a while feel like you kind of have to wing it because you don't always know what you're doing, then you're probably not in a challenging enough career or job or education. So it's a-okay when you feel like you don't know what you're doing. You're learning, you're challenging yourself. That's the, the best way to learn and grow. I tell engineers that all the time. That if they're not uncomfortable at all in their careers, then they're probably not pushing themselves hard enough like along those lines. So I really like that advice. And you can also tell Adam now that he's not the only one getting interviews on podcasts, right? Yes. He'll be very proud of me. All right. Well, Tori, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Your experience, I'm sure, will be helpful to other engineers. And please, I hope that Tori inspires you to be a producer, create some content, build your own personal brand. It will be helpful for you in your career, regardless of your age. Thank you so much, Tori. Thank you so much, Anthony, for reaching out and having me on your podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. I really enjoyed it because I haven't interviewed a lot of interns or engineering students on the podcast, but I do think that they offer a fresh perspective and what Tori is doing in terms of writing and putting content out there and being a producer is really the wave of the future. When I started as an engineer, I mean, we weren't even thinking about doing that. But now that's a way that you can differentiate yourself by leveraging some of these amazing platforms that are available to you, that are free and available to you. And if you need some help learning LinkedIn, 
just go to our website and in the search bar on the right side, just type in LinkedIn. We've done a couple of different podcast episodes with some tips and strategies for LinkedIn. So as always, we'd love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions on the episode. You'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episodes, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books we might've mentioned at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. And until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering career endeavors. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.